Good afternoon, it's five o'clock on Bangor FM and it's Paul here with you for the next few minutes or so. Now, as you know, we've been chatting to lots of different people from across Bangor and beyond about what they're doing to help our community through this very difficult time. So today I've been chatting to Stephen Reid. Stephen is the Chief Executive of Ards and North Downborough Council. We've chatted about lots of different topics, including the recycling centres issue, when are they going to get opened again? Also about cemeteries, can they be open again soon? And of course also about uh, what happens when uh, all of this is over. Will public services feel the brunt of austerity again? Uh, But I began by asking Stephen about a food distribution service that's taking place right across this council area and indeed right across Northern Ireland. So I asked him about that and how it works. Yeah, Paul, I mean, it's a, it's a really exciting opportunity that uh, the council was being brought into by the department. Um, the minister, a few weeks ago, in response to COVID-19 crisis, made an announcement that she wanted to make sure that there was financial support, um, food support, and also more general community support that got out there. And she's actually asked to partner with each of the councils around doing that. So the department, I think, secured something like £10 million, which would be spent over the next um, three months or so, bringing those sorts of services to the local community. So so ours in North Down will play our role. And what we have done is, I suppose, it breaks down probably into three areas. One is we've produced a, a really great directory of services, and that uh, is a listing of businesses that can provide food deliveries and pharmacies that provide medicine across Arts and North Down um, for those people that maybe were in the shielded group uh, and not able to get out and get access to that. So um, it's, it's on our website, and that's been really, really popular, that directory. Uh, we also then put a, a team together, uh, redeployed staff from the council uh, workers to, into a support team for the public. And what we do is we basically make a range of telephone calls every day um, to people who are deemed to be vulnerable, uh, who have uh, identified with Department for Health. And we would give them help and advice. Um, particularly these are people who are at home isolated um, and, and people, as you know, need regular social contact and, and many of these people don't have families or their families are not allowed to visit them so so we've got a, a, a batch of people doing that that's been really well received um, and then yes as you say the probably the most visible uh, site is the delivery of food boxes um, to our most vulnerable residents um, so we've I'm just checking there this morning we delivering or going to be delivering around a thousand food boxes a week uh, in the borough um, so you know that's a significant amount um, and, and these are these are mixed food boxes uh, there are some perishables in them but a lot of them are are food that will be, be able to be kept um, mostly they've been delivered once a week to uh, people a box um, for each person um, and uh, I mean these are mostly people who have had to self-isolate um, and they've no, therefore, no other means of getting food. So, you know, if you have family and you're self-isolating, but you've got family who can help you or you can get a delivery slot, um, then you're, you don't need this service. But this just shows you how much demand, a thousand a week, and it's building as well um, for this service. Um, so council staff are manning um, the service itself and uh, will be going out, taking the, uh, they take the calls, 
uh, and then they're they're going out and delivering the boxes um, uh, during the week, nine to five during the week, and it's been um, it's been really successful. A lot of very positive feedback because I know a lot of residents are finding it hard to get into the supermarkets uh, or for family to do that or indeed to get even delivery slots so that's been really popular and um, uh, it's just building as well so we hope to keep that going at the moment there's funding for the next three months and uh, we think the department will give us some money more money for that thereafter uh, so it's been it's been great and I'm very pleased with all the hard work our staff have put in to switching from jobs that were um, not doing that in, in the past um, and, and turning to help the community in any way that they know how because this is a time where we all do need to pull together and it's great that the council can help people um, particularly who are vulnerable um, and we're also supporting through that service the food banks so if we do have any spare food from the deliveries um, we're, we're passing that to the food banks which have always been a very important source of food uh, for people on uh, in poverty um, so food banks are getting a benefit of this as well and so to the public themselves so it's a, an exciting opportunity for sure absolutely Stephen um, I think most people will hear that figure of a thousand boxes a week and think my goodness that is that is a significant amount of people that need help um, what, what about the business community Stephen what what can the council do to help those that are that are struggling in that uh, sector yeah, probably. I think this has been a big shock for businesses who pretty much overnight uh, were told to close. Um, and we saw uh, lots of, of people putting their staff on notice um, back in March. And then um, and then I think when the government realised that there was a huge uh, challenge here, we're going to head for significant unemployment and hardship, uh, they, they introduced the job retention scheme, which coincidentally today is opened uh, by HMRC, and that allows um, companies to uh, who have furloughed their staff, have put their staff on on notice, um, and are basically putting them into um, uh, to stand aside, and not work for the period. And the government has guaranteed them an eighty percent uh, of wages, up to two and a half thousand pounds. A month, um, uh, and, and that's that's important because that is for hopefully there are cash flow issues for businesses for sure, but it also gives them a chance to uh, maintain the staff uh, on hold and then ready to come back to their work as soon as the restrictions are lifted. So um, that, that's a scheme being run, uh, and most of these schemes are being run by the Department for the Economy. Uh, up at the uh, at, at the assembly, but um, we are supporting them through uh, that scheme as well in terms of helping uh, signpost businesses to uh, make the application. Um, so we've got an easing out from our business uh, growth centre. Uh, we've got a, a website and a social media um, presence as well. Uh, so, and essentially, it's to signpost people to, to that. There's also a number of other grants um, available. Um, again, probably heard of the one. There's a £25,000 grant uh, for uh, businesses in the leisure, uh, uh, hospitality, tourism. Um, and then there's another one of £10,000, again, varying criteria um, for uh, for smaller businesses. So, I mean, our role uh, is probably not to manage those. Um, they're being managed through central government. But what we're doing is signposting. Uh, and we've got a business um, hotline as well. Um, and it's on our website. 
website, but you can phone phone on that, our business support team. And I'm just going to give that number right if I could. So it's uh, 028 9147 So that's 028-9147-3788. Uh, and that's on our website. And that allows people to phone in to our business support team. And hopefully we can help, uh, as I say, signpost um, them as well there. Because, you know, it's really important that when we get out of this, um, lockdown that there is a economic recovery. Um, a lot of businesses will struggle uh, to get going again and cash flow is difficult. But, um, you know, we need a strong economy uh, again quickly. And it's important that these businesses are helped um, because particularly in our own area, uh, you know, particularly that tourism, leisure and retail, hospitality industry is so important. Um, but we just have to hope that it won't be too late for many businesses and that they can sustain this difficult time. And if we can help them through that, through advice, uh, we will do. Um, Stephen, uh, during this lockdown, there's been a lot of talk about uh, why cemeteries are still closed, if people can pop in and still keep social distancing, but also why mm. the recycling uh, centre is, is still closed. Uh, any, any movement on those in terms of getting them reopened again? Yeah, Paul, I mean, let's maybe deal with the cemeteries first. Um, yeah, you've got to think at the start and understand um, <clears throat> what this is about. And if you remember, the government has uh, very much taken um, scientific and medical advice to, to define their policy. And they stick by the three things, stay at home, protect the NHS and save lives. So this is driven by public health rather than um, accept, not accepting the fact that, that these some of these restrictions are very, very difficult for people. Um, and that's not just the staying in of the lockdown, but also emotionally, um, particularly when we're talking about attending funerals or cremations or indeed um, cemeteries to, to visit uh, the graves of loved ones. But unfortunately, government has set the... the, the the legislation in place for this. So, whilst the council operates and runs the, the runs the cemeteries and burial grounds in in, in the borough, um, it uh, it doesn't set this, this piece of legislation. So, um, basically, the Northern Ireland Executive um, had set that uh, for us um, some weeks ago and asked for cemeteries to be closed to the public. Um, and uh, that was until further notice. These things are all under review, and the next review uh, date is the 9th of May. Um, uh, although I did notice at the weekend, um, uh, Robert Jenrick, MP, Secretary of State for the um, Local Government uh, Ministry in, in England, or sorry, at Westminster, but referred to England and asked for parks and burial grounds to be opened by councils or reopened by councils. Uh, this week. Um, so undoubtedly uh, that pressure has been brought to bear there and, and who, may, who knows, the executive may change its position here. So yes, the policy at the moment uh, set by Stormont is that uh, burial grounds and cemeteries are to be closed uh, to the general public. Um, for funerals, they are to be restricted to up to 10 mourners and, and only a, a ceremony of 15 minutes at a graveside and social distancing to be uh, respected. Uh, so I think government's policy around this was to avoid um, large numbers uh, mixing in the cemeteries. Uh, and I think that's possibly uh, what was the key thing behind their thinking on that. So, um, but as I say, with the 
with the um, minister's statement on on uh, Friday, uh, um, you know everything is under review, so we'll see how that one develops. But that one's not of the making of the council. We're just here to carry that one, uh, carry that one out. Um, and then I suppose moving to the other point you made about uh, uh, waste recycling and recycling centres, and again this has received a, a fair bit of media attention. Uh, recently, uh, again, uh, back to the government restrictions on what is a non-essential journey. So in the legislation, it says that you have to have a reasonable excuse to leave your home. And uh, they can be summarised as to go and, and, and get food, essential supplies, uh, medicine, um, take your once a day exercise and uh, or, or or attend your job if it's deemed to be an essential job now none of those um reasonable excuses would include a visit to a recycling center um so that currently that's the position of the council although we you'll be aware that mid and east Abram council on friday opened their uh, their centers um and um we're waiting for the minister for uh, for um, agriculture, environment, and rural affairs for DERA to make a comment to this week um, with regard to continuing whether that is um, that that remains the case. But essentially, what we're focusing on on waste um, is to maintain a curbside collection. So that's the bin men coming to the curbs curbside to get your grey, your or, uh, brown or green or and blue uh, bins and your and your glass. And um, we've had to adapt the service, and I'm really, really proud of the the the, uh, the teams that are still going out and collecting the bin, those bins every every day of every week, um, under huge pressure, not just from a health perspective, but on social distancing as well. Uh, and I might actually say as well how pleased we are with the reaction of the public, and we'll thank the public for this because these these teams are key workers. They are people that are putting themselves at risk uh, out there delivering top quality public services for everybody in the borough. And, you know, I'd like to, to place that my thanks to them on record. And indeed the public who have, uh, have, have written nice messages and children who have drawn uh, nice pictures and so forth and thanking um, our refuge collection operatives. And they really I'm sticking them to the bins and they, they, they really uh, appreciate that because uh, they often don't get thanked very much. Um, but uh, they're working very hard. But um, we want to maintain that curbside collection. So our policy at the moment is to maintain the recycling centres closed, focus all our resources on keeping the curbside collection going and making sure that that uh, continues to operate well. Um, and if and when, because at some stage the relaxation for the recycling centres will come again and then we'll be ready to uh, to run that service at the same time. So at the moment I would encourage everybody, all their listeners to recycle, use the bin system that we have. And probably if they've been off work for a number of weeks and been at home, it's been a temptation to do a bit of a clear out and a spring clean or some gardening work but just please hang on to all of that material um all your food waste will be collected and anything where there's any risks will be collected in the normal curbside um and just hang on to that for a little bit longer have some patience we appreciate how hard it is and then there'll be a time where we'll get the recycling centers back open and um, then we'll be ready to take your your waste at that stage stephen um as the chief executive of the council um, what, what is your biggest worry and concern at the moment? Is it staffing levels because people are off 
isolating? Is it just keeping the essential services going or is it money? Uh, what, what are the things that are, for the want of a better phrase, keeping you awake at night? Yeah, well, it, it's, I mean, I'm very fortunate because we've got such a, an incredibly good team here. There's over 800 of us work in the council. Um, and what I've been really impressed with is how quickly people have been able to adapt to circumstances that I don't think any of us could really have planned for. And it's only weeks ago that we were, um, uh, things were normal, I have to say, and that we were carrying on. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, um, everything was thrown into the air. How quickly we had to um, ask our staff to work at home, uh, to adapt to uh, social distancing principles, to change the work that they're doing, to re be redeployed and trained to do different things as well. And I've given you some examples of that um, already. Um, and that's been an incredible. And I mean, I'm not surprised by it ever because I think we've got some amazingly good workers who work very hard and are very focused on public services and often do a lot of unseen work behind, behind uh, the things that are going on. So that's been fantastic. Um, and also our councillors who have also had to step back for a while in terms of the meetings that they've had. They equally uh, are doing their best to represent um, the communities and I've been feeding a lot of information through to help the communities, particularly around uh, the support and the food boxes and the like as well. So that's been amazing. And um, the challenge for us really, uh, Paul, is to maintain the integrity of those critical services. And for us, they're waste and recycling, they're burials, uh, their registration, which I haven't mentioned, but that's the registration of deaths, births and marriages. It's a very important legal service that needs to be operated, in, particularly in these difficult times as well. Um, and communication is so important, particularly in the borough, that people know how and when to get access to services. But undoubtedly, it has put pressure on the council. Um, you know, all leisure centres and community centres have, have been closed, as you know now, for quite a number of weeks. And that's uh, brought a, a drop in revenue that we, we, we normally have coming in um, as well. So that needs to be addressed by central government, recognising that, um, that, that there has been losses of income and we want to maintain the jobs that we have already here within the council, but also in the community itself. But, but primarily, my responsibility is to look after the health and well-being of, of our staff, of our team, that 800 or so people. And we'll do that um, to our utmost ability. And then secondly, as well, it's about maintaining really good quality public services for all the residents and visitors and businesses in Arts and North Down. Um, and we're having to do that, adapting to very, very difficult, challenging circumstances. Um, but uh, but, but I, I'm still optimistic. I think that... Uh, you know, we're a resilient uh, a, a lot of people, and I think we can get through this, this um, by showing that resilience. Um, and then when we get uh, through that other side, then I think we'll maybe end up taking things a little less for granted um, and perhaps appreciate some things that are more simple in life and uh, perhaps even more local as well. We've got this great borough and uh, I, I think probably we appreciate it more um, now that we've been out doing local exercising as well. And um, when we don't meet people and we were, we're prevented from socialising, I think we'll realise after this that uh, how much we value friends, family and the community around us. Looking out for neighbours as well, looking out for those people that are are, are vulnerable. Um, so I'm optimistic um, that we'll get through this, um, and 
I, I, I believe that because we've got a great team in the council and um, and they'll work very hard to make sure that that's the, the outcome. Stephen, just finally, because you've given me a lot of your time this afternoon and I know you're, you're busy doing all these things, so thank you for your time. Um, are you concerned that when we do return to some form of normality, that public services will again feel the brunt of having to pay for what is going on at the moment? In other words, possibly more austerity. Well, I think that probably we will have to look at things differently. Uh, again, I think that we have looked at the way we've delivered our services or had to deliver our services over the last uh, number of weeks. And I think that perhaps this then questions where do our priorities actually lie um, as well. So, you know, that's going to be a requirement. I think the every indication from the economists are, unfortunately, we're going to head for some difficult times. Uh, recession um, or restriction certainly in the economy looks very likely. Um, but the government will be working very hard, I would imagine, to soften that impact. Uh, and I think that's why um, if we can work together in a more joined up way, that we could perhaps avoid the worst uh, parts of, of, an, of austerity. Um, but I think that all organisations, public sector particularly, will need to look at um, any chances that there are to improve efficiency and drive better effectiveness as well. And maybe, as I said, do things differently. Um, and I think as well, our focus perhaps isn't really got to be particularly around an economic, really strong economic package. I think government realised that, um, you know, and they've extraordinary times are they, to bring forward some of the projects or programmes, sorry, that they have done so to try and help businesses st stay afloat and reduce unemployment are unprecedented. Um, and I hope that the, the government will then turn its attention fairly quickly to recovery and how we can um, sustain growth as opposed to um, uh, introduce more austerity. And I think the local council is very alive to that, and wise to that, and knows the impacts of rate increases have, um, but equally as well see the importance of really good, strong, focused services around the community and, and the business sector particularly. But for sure, it's going to be a very different place next year. And I think that's their, our next challenge. We get through this now, battle through this, um, and then we start to look fairly soon at trying to build a better future, uh, and one that we've got a stronger businesses and you know also a stronger, more connected community. And that was Stephen Reid. He's the Chief Executive of Ards and North Downborough Council. And he was chatting to me earlier today. If you want to catch up on that interview again, go to Bangor FM on Facebook or Twitter. It'll be shared there from 8 o'clock tonight.